Welcome to the Business Buffet Podcast with Ed Bejarana and Phil Anderson. This is a conversation in and around business with a pinch here and a sprinkle there of anecdotal stories. Like most buffets, we'll offer the staples. You know, the things that are in every buffet, the meat and potatoes with a cursory helping of veggies. Ed certainly appreciates that. In addition to the staples, the best buffets serve up a mishmash of food items that are too hard to pronounce, but are a necessity. So we'll offer up a smorgasbord of special items too. Our Business Buffet podcast aims to give you the fundamental principles and strategies any successful business needs to know. Please subscribe to the Business Buffet podcast wherever you download your podcast. We hope you're hungry as the Business Buffet is open and ready to serve. Now, here is Ed and Phil. Welcome to this episode of the Business Buffet, titled Business Success Inside Out. You know, business is impacted by our personal emotional well-being. But we don't look at the emotional wellness as a business improvement activity. Sure, we take vacations, but usually to recharge from the draining effects of business. And then we come back from those vacations and what happens? We're, we're overloaded. When was the last time you took a vacation, Phil? Well, I don't even, it, you, I would almost have to use, mention the word vacation. I had to look it up real quick, what that even meant, the definition. Uh, we just don't take vacations, um, typically, because our vacations, quote, I'm using air quotes, are usually intertwined with work. So we're working when we're on the road. It doesn't mean that we don't enjoy our time, but vacations and unplugging, I don't think that I've done that for probably 15 years. It's kind of a joke in my family. I, you know, I can't go anywhere without a laptop, a tablet or something, even camping. I used to go camping and I'd be sitting, I was the schmuck with the laptop doing business while everybody's roasting marshmallows and s'mores. But Ed, it's a DNA thing. You know, uh, the true entrepreneur, it's really not work. I, I mean, it's work, but you're, it's something you love and it's something that unless you have a huge multi-million dollar business that you have loads of people to handle all the roles so that you can plug in, plug out, in and out at will, you are gonna have to work on the road. See, but I, I actually might disagree with you a little bit there. I think when your business is mega, I think it gets even worse. I think you stop thinking about the entrepreneurial thing that got you into doing what you do to begin with, and you start worrying about what are the employees doing to destroy my dream? The other minutia. Yeah, I think I think in the mega business, it's a different kind of worry. I'm not discounting it. I, I, in fact, it might even be greater just because with each employee comes an exponential level of screw-ups, things that could potentially just take your business down and out. I'm talking about the sole proprietor. When, when I was just starting out, everything was on my shoulder. You know, I, I learned this in business school. There's nobody else. Sure, you, I had my consultants and my coaches and my accountants. Uh, you know, I had people to turn to, but that's to address the business mechanics. I, I think that the success for small business is more of a mental thing. I think it has to do more with how are we in shape mentally to run our business. You know, an, an athlete, they will 
practice hours upon hours every single day to work on the mechanics and the mental aspect of their game. I, I had a friend who was uh, a professional basketball player and I, I once joked, I said, well, at your level, <laughs> you probably don't have a very busy day at all. He says, no, actually, Ed, my, my day starts at five and doesn't end until 9 p.m. You know, Russell Wilson on game day will actually have a full workout that the morning of the game. He goes through, he's got rituals to go through everything and it's intentional and it helps him in to be the best he can be. And when you work at that level constantly, it, the mental stress just starts to impact your love of the game, your love of the business. Just like we take vacations to recharge ourselves Personally. as a human being, I think we need to do things to recharge our business batteries. Um, you know, me personally, I, I love to attend or, or listen to motivational speakers. When I first started business, I joined a program in Portland, Oregon. It was called International Business Success or Business Leader, something like that. I forget what it was, it, it didn't matter, but every quarter, there was a meeting and they brought in a notable motivational speaker and at least for two and a half hours, uh, once a quarter, I got to hear some really inspirational stuff and it just recharged my batteries. It recharged my business. It gave me a way to kind of unplug from what I was doing and allow me to focus on what I could be doing. Who, who is the speaker that you Give me the top two speakers. Oh, I can't even remember their names. I'm so bad with names. But the one, his slogan was, success comes in cans, not cannots. That one just stuck with me. His slogan, in fact, his business card was a can. It was all branded on the, I still have it. It sits nice. on my desk. It's an Oregon white can. Success comes in cans, not cannot. So you're using, you're using the speakers uh, feeding you inspiring you do they have to be and this i'm fascinated by this because uh there are people that go and listen to inspirational speakers all the time and for the first three four days they are like gung-ho and ready to go and then fall into the same you know routine the idea behind the the, the growth and the inspirational speaker is to kind of re-center you right and recharge you so that you can use what you're learning and, and take that next step forward. Well, you know, and I never really looked at each presentation as a direct uh, tool to improve my business. I mean, I've seen John Janstich way back when I saw Zig Ziglar. I've seen some real powerhouse motivation. you do speakers, remember names. But the big ones, the ones that really matter. Um, I never used those particular lessons as a direct instrument to improve my business. In fact, some of the best motivational speakers that helped me the most weren't very good motivational speakers. But it's the information they provided? Well, it, it was more uh, the way they provided it allowed me to be critical of what they were saying. And it was in that criticality that I was able to measure it against something, then really the only example I had that made sense 
was my own business. Criticality. Criticality. That, that might wow. not be a new word. That is an anecdote. So we've invented my partners of putts. Uh, there was another one you had. And now criticality. We're, we're going to have like the business buffet dictionary. Yes, we will. So I guess if I were to recharge my business, uh, it, it's going to seem a little counterintuitive. I tend to go into more business things, whether it's books or podcasts. Um, you're the one that turned me on to the SWOT analysis um, that you do every year around uh, Thanksgiving. I think that's a really, really smart, intelligent thing to do when you're in business. And I, and I think sometimes we talk about people who are in business and entrepreneurs and they become employees in their own business, which is really the worst of both worlds. When you are in, in business for yourself, you ha yes, you're wearing all these hats. It all does come down to you but you will not really gonna grow and make it unless you start uh, defining roles and getting people into your business that are better th doing things that, than you are in some aspects. So when I'm listening to some of these podcasts and books, and, and I'll do it when I'm mowing the lawn or vacuuming or driving in the car for, you know, give it at least an hour. If I know I have an hour in the car, I'm gonna listen to a podcast. And these are just things that I sometimes don't get anything out of. And other times I will actually get just a wealth of ideas and that I can parlay into my business, either a complete wholesale change or tweaking some things that I'm struggling with. Well, and I think, I think looking at the bad and taking something positive that you can help, it, it kind of completes the picture. I, when I was um, going to call it right after the army, I, I went to a, a junior college uh, for the first two years, saved a ton of money, uh, got my AS degree, didn't have any debt, set me up for success. But in that junior college experience, I had this one professor that he was a really great guy. He was an architect, um, but <laughs> he was a lousy teacher. Uh, every day in class, I'm thinking to myself, I can teach this class better than this guy. Uh, and again, it wasn't any disrespect to the individual. He was a really good architect and he brought some valuable knowledge into the class. But as an instructor, he kind of inspired me because he was so bad. I set out to become an instructor. I wasn't even at the time very good at public speaking, but I kind of set it in my mind that one day, I'm going to do this because if this guy can get paid to do this, I can do this. And in fact, because of that, I did become a, a professor. I, I went back to that same junior college. I taught that same class. I did better than he did, not to be e egotistically patting myself on the back. He even confided in me, you teach this class a heck of a lot better than I do because I was a computer guy teaching AutoCAD rather than an architect teaching technology. Mm. It was a dramatic difference. And because of that experience, my business today, 30 years later, is immensely successful because I learned how to take something that is bad and turn it around and use it as a positive motivator for my business. And I think that's critical for small businesses today. We're going to take a quick break here and listen to our sponsor. And we'll be right back. But I want to leave you with this idea. There's 
multiple phases in our business. But in the very beginning, the most prevalent phase is we're starving for money. So Phil, I want you to think about what did you do in the beginning of your business to recharge your batteries when you didn't have any money to go out and do that professionally? We'll be back in just a few minutes. This episode is sponsored by Virtual Web Department, the virtual marketing department for small business. Virtual Web Department understands the financial pressures facing small businesses and they provide an affordable flat fee month-to-month -month service plan that provides all the digital and business marketing solutions a small business needs. These guys figured out a way to deliver effective service-based on-time and measured by results. And their month-to-month -month billing puts them on the spot not locking you into a long-term contract means you have full control. The Small Business Association reports that 82% of businesses who fail do so because of cash flow problems. The flat fee approach Virtual Web Department takes gives business owners upfront knowledge of what their digital marketing costs are going to be. Rather than having to hire a full-time or even part-time employee, Partnering with Virtual Web Department gives your business the expertise you need to advance at a fraction of the cost of hiring an employee. Best part, I think, is Virtual Web Department is more than just a digital marketing company. They help with trade show exhibiting, printed materials, direct mail services, video and podcast production, social networking, email campaigns, pay-per-click advertising campaign development and management, and search engine optimization. Are there even digital marketing firms that don't offer SEO? That's pretty much a staple service, isn't it? Sure, but it is rare to find a company that brings the full meal deal to the table. Like the happy meal of business. Yeah, not sure we can say that. Pretty sure another company has branded that one, but we can say it brings an entire buffet of options to the table. You must be hungry. Yeah, maybe I am just hungry. However, I believe small business owners will also be hungry for the budget-saving services of Virtual Web Department. With over 65 years of combined business experience, Virtual Web Department brings practical world experience to a small business owner. Turn to the service provider that moves at the speed of business. Turn to Virtual Web Department. Visit www.virtualwebdepartment.com or call 208-286-2607 and let them know you learned about their offering from the Business Buffet. Well, welcome back to the Business Buffet. Before the break, we were talking about the benefit of recharging your business batteries. And I asked you, Phil, a question. When you were just starting out your business and you didn't have a lot of money, you know, then we have more time than money, what did you do to recharge your business batteries? So I would still, I, I've never stopped expanding my knowledge and, and feeding, feeding myself business antidote strategies, just listening from case studies from people. But I will say this, and that does cost money. So you have to be a little bit more frugal with that. But if I am in a position to where I need money, and I need it, you know, within a month or two, you create a new product. And so what I would do is I would create a product that was a win-win and, and all business in my opinion should be win-win to begin with. So this win-win is probably more win for the consumer than it is for or the client than it is for me, but it does two things. 
uh, for instance, uh, creating a package to where they're paying not a whole lot of money, but they have to pay it up front and they get a few, uh, a, a lot more service. Okay. Now, if you do really well for them, they're likely to pick up the contract and keep it going. So now you've gained a client and it's it's a win-win because you got that money up front to where you needed that money through the lean times. Uh, there are a lot of people that when they have the flexibility within their business structure, they actually create a new product or a new service for that reason. You know, when I started Zenith Exhibits, I knew the recession was coming. Um, my second degree was in business with a minor finance and economics. So I, I think you say a minor in business, yeah. a major and a minor. Sorry. But, I mean, I, I meant music, yeah, right, not right. business. Sorry. Um, you know, but everybody saw the recession coming. It was a matter of when. And I had pondered back on a lesson that I had in college 15 years prior, that recession strategy calls for packaging. And this is kind of like along the lines of what you're talking about. When money is sparse, kind of like in the, in the case of a recession or a startup, you pack it. You pull more services or products together and, and you present a better offering to your customers. And I, th I think that's kind of what you're talking about here. Yeah, and when we're talking about products and service services, services are pretty easy to discount. Uh, it, it, there's, there's not a cost other than time. And if you don't have the customers, you got the time. That's right. Products are a little different because you do have uh, upfront costs to create the product. But in a service, uh, you're, you, you've got a value attached to that time. And so what you end up doing is reducing that value. But, you know, 50% is better than 0%. Well, in the case of a product, you've got to cover your cost. And even for that matter, I'll argue, you've got to cover your profit. If your product isn't worth the, the sale at value, then you may have the wrong product. But you can always add a service onto the product as a value-added service and not charge for it and increase your positioning in your marketplace. You know, when I started my business, YouTube wasn't um, as prolific as it is now. Uh, you know, then I had to reach out for conferences to get my business batteries charged. Coincidentally, then the, the technology life cycle was about 24 to 30 months. Instead of five to seven? Days. Um, <laughs> it, it seems like now something is introduced on Monday and obsolete by Friday. Uh, but what I find myself doing, you know, my business is in a pretty good position now. I uh, it's certainly not hurting for money. Um, the business world has been very good to Zenith exhibits, but I still treat life like there may not be a sale tomorrow. I still look at everyday living as, you know, the gift that my customers give in the form of a payment could go away at any day. So I treat every day as if it's a startup or a lean year. I find YouTube to YouTube University, I guess, is what the, the popular term is. YouTube University is kind of like just a thrilling way for me to recharge my business batteries. I, I can find the good and the bad. I, I think having that discipline from up front 
of being able to see the lesson from even the bad presentation has really geared me well for YouTube because I can even watch somebody present something in just a horrible fashion and gain a tremendous amount of information. And then podcasting. Interesting to sing the praises of podcasting in a oh, podcast. A podcast. But think about this. People look at podcasting and say, oh, it doesn't have the video, so it's not as cool or hip as it is in YouTube. You know, I've produced a lot of videos for small business people. And, and I can disband that argument. You know. Oh, my goodness. As soon as you turn that camera on, they, they're like deer in the headlights. They, they can't string two coherent sentences together. I, I once worked with this realtor. Bless his heart. He was a really good realtor. But, man, as soon as I turned on that camera, I knew it was going to be a five-hour affair because this guy could not utter a sentence without babbling like a brook. I think podcasts actually make it easier for a small business person to disseminate knowledge. And you know what I've found over the years with podcasting is the value of the information is significantly higher. So I think I can actually call this one a startup strategy, a lean year strategy. If you're looking to recharge your business batteries, turn to YouTube, turn to podcasting. I think those are two viable options. So YouTube, there are visual as well as audio. Podcasts, it's just audio. You can do other things, and like I mentioned before at the front end of this, mowing the lawn, vacuuming, driving, where you're not paying attention to something that's gonna just completely distract you from the information that you're listening to. On YouTube, much of it you have to watch. And that is what is uh, the problem of having something on video. It, it kind of desensitizes the person to the lesson. It can, yeah. And there could be visual uh, distractions as well. And so, uh, for sure, having these things in place that you can draw from. And, and I don't believe you should have just one or two. It's like I say, if I'm really, really depressed, I turn to music. Music will almost always pick me up. Depends on how depressed I am or upset or whatever. It depends on the song. Not very often will music bring me down from a good mood. Okay? I can't think of a time. But when you're talking about recharging your batteries in business, you need to know where you go to, to, to get that recharge and not have to think about it. It shouldn't be work. It should come naturally. And uh, if you can bring back new information to your business, in general, that's a win-win. Absolutely. Total win-win. So a couple of takeaways from today. Recharge your business batteries the same as you recharge your personal batteries. Your business is a draw on your emotional psyche. And when you are not at 100%, you're not thinking optimally about your business. And your business makes more money when it is running optimally. So find those ways to recharge your business bank. Phil, do you, you have a quote of the day for us? I do. I do. This is from Isaac Asimov. I do not fear computers. I fear the lack of them. Very well put. People, go out and enjoy your day and enjoy the knowledge from the business buffet. Do not go running right after this. You'll get a cramp from all the, the, the business we've served up. That's right. Wait 30 minutes before you go to the morning. 
Thank you for listening to today's Business Buffet podcast. If you came in hungry for some business nuggets, we hope we left you satisfied. Pardon me. We invite you to visit our website, businessbuffet.page. Until next time, we hope you eat hearty in business.